This is Scott Vanderplue, and you're listening to the Artist Edition Index Podcast, Episode 18. Thank you for joining me once more for this monthly look at all things AE. The Artist Edition can be found online at aeindex.org and on social media, Facebook slash Artist Edition Index and on Twitter at aeindex. Uh, I haven't abra- embraced any of the other formats and uh, I picked the Facebook one, Artist Edition Index, and then I went on to Twitter and it didn't work out and then I liked AE Index and then I went back to Facebook and you can't edit the name of your page. So those are the locations. Um, Every article that uh, goes up on the site automatically goes on to Facebook and Twitter. And then we have our weekly newsletter that goes out on Saturday at 3 p.m. Eastern that recaps the week of uh, what was posted. So if you'd like to follow us the uh, more traditional way, please sign up for our newsletter. It's uh, it's on every page on the site. So please uh, visit us uh, when you can and uh, sign up for that newsletter. I think it's a, it's an efficient way of receiving the news. Uh, from the site, we don't uh, post much. Well, we don't post daily. Post uh, a couple times a week, generally. Uh, there's a schedule of something once every week, and then we add the reviews into that. So that's sort of how it goes. So thank you for joining us for this podcast. This is the item that appears on the last week of every month, where we recap what has happened in the previous month of the Artist Edition world this month. Uh, We'll look at shipping changes, solicitations, sales through Diamond and eBay, and uh, we'll look at the new releases this month and reviews that have been covered on the site. Um, Focus of the show today, I don't really have a specific targeted focus today. I did uh, put up on the forums, uh, there's no forums on the uh, A-Index site, we use uh, the Tapatalk forums, that's long established forum of the Marvel Masterworks fan site and the Artist Edition discussion thread. So there's uh, 499 pages there with 9,963 posts as of uh, this recording. So please uh, join us there and uh, either just uh, read it or sign up for a login and join the discussion. But anyways, I asked uh, a couple weeks ago about uh, what people are using my reviews for and uh, whether a delay in a review would cause an issue and what people generally thought about the reviews. And I, I appreciated the feedback. So I'm always looking for feedback. So that's the only way you're going to improve. Um, if I just live in my own bubble, I'll never really learn what could be better. And the uh, overwhelming response was uh, people aren't terribly concerned about the timeliness of the reviews. Um, either they pre-ordered, like me, based on the material, or uh, they're going to wait or wait for a while and then see how budgets go and maybe order the book and they will then check my review. And uh, a couple of people said, you know, they just like to look at the reviews to compare and contrast to their own opinions on the book. So that was nice. The other opinion, the other thoughts on the reviews were that um, they're a bit clinical and I don't give uh, my uh, much of an opinion about the material. And that's uh, always the, been the case for the um, Artist Edition Index and the reviews. Actually, at the top of every review, I've, I state the same thing every time. 
As with all original artists' gallery editions, this is a collection of classic comic material, and I'll be reviewing the book and not the story. For a complete list of all current and announced editions with review links, please visit our index. That appears after the blurb under every review. But uh, somebody said, well, just you know, you've, you've read every artist edition, you've reviewed every artist edition, give your uh, opinion on how the, that book fits into the canon of artist editions. Or how it, does it, is it a worthy artist edition? Does the material work for an artist edition? So I thought, oh, that's, uh, that's a good take. And uh, I started to do that now uh, with uh, one, one review this month. So that's sort of my focus of this month. If you have opinions, if you've got something that you think I could be doing better in the reviews, please, uh, you can send me an email. It's scott at aeindex.org. I always like to hear. As well, if you have a question that I can help answer, I, I love those too. Um, please uh, send me an email with your question. Or you can, like I said, you can join the... Uh, Marvel Masterworks fan site uh, forum and ask your question to the group there. All those ways would be awesome. Um, I do check uh, comments and questions people ask me on Facebook and Twitter, but um, it's funny. I'm uh, I'm 46, and uh, it's uh, it's interesting the dividing of uh, people my age versus younger people. I'm not. Uh, I'm not keen on following the um, putting everything on Facebook and Twitter. I just uh, I use them more as reading references. I don't um, really like the idea of the other <laughs> of the other. I'm not. I'm not sure how uh, the Arts Edition Index would work on Instagram or some of the other formats, Tumblr. Um, so I sort of shied away from them, and I that's why I, I su- sort of actively support the newsletter. I think that's a, still a nice way to get information, especially with the once-a-week format. Um, and I think the average age of those reading the artist editions or buying them are, at this point, uh, it's a sort of a nostalgia. Uh, you read them when you were younger, and now those comics when they hit the newsstands or the uh, direct market store, and now you're buying these more expensive books to enjoy the artwork so maybe i'm maybe the site and what i'm doing is uh, appealing to an older audience but it's also happens to be the audience segment that i'm in so you know do what you like do what you love and uh, hopefully people will enjoy it as well all right i don't know where i was going with that but uh let's dive into this month and as always we will start with Oh, actually, that's funny. I'm just going to say, as always, we start with, and now I can't remember what we always start with. Let me check my show notes. Shipping changes. All right, let's go to that. So let's go into the old uh, Artist Edition, Gallery Edition, Original Art Archives Index page. That uh, is the uh, main, still the main information section of the uh, aeindex.org site. And let's look at those shipping changes. Walter Simonson's Battlestar Galactic Art Edition was moved to May 2nd. So, this is uh, this kind of annoyed me because the uh, signed edition and the remarked edition came out a couple weeks ago. But the regular edition people are waiting, so I was uh, annoyed by that. Uh, I think the premium that Dynamite's asking for the signed edition was, and then the remarked edition is, is just too great. I'm still actually wondering about $150 for 104 pages of 12 by 17 uh, art, but I'll save my final verdict 
for when I get that book next week. Another change, Frank Cho's Savage Wolverine Artist Edition. That's been changed to June 6th. And the last change for this month is Don Rosa's The Life and Times of Scrooge McDuck Volume 2 Arts Edition has been moved to July 25th. So that took a two-month leap. And I think the Frank Cho was a month. So that's exciting. Uh, Solicitations. Two books were solicited this month. And uh, let's get into those then. Um, First one up, we'll do alphabetically. And then we'll discuss it. Jim, this uh, Jim Lee, DC Legends Artifact Edition. Jim Lee began his career at Marvel Comics in the mid-1980s. Rising in popularity at a rapid pace, he soon took over the company's flagship title and made it his own, the X-Men. In the 90s, Lee formed his own company, Wildstorm Productions, which was later bought by DC Comics, allowing the artist the opportunity to draw the adventures of some of comics' oldest and most iconic superheroes, Batman, Superman, and Wonder Woman, to name a few. This artifact edition will focus on the last 25 years of Jim Lee's storied career, showcasing his rendition of the Dark Knight Detective, as well as the last son of Krypton, all the while placing his own unique stamp on each character. As with all artifact editions, each page will be scanned from the original art, offering a unique look at the creative process of one of the most popular and creative artists working in the field. The only way you could get a better look at Jim Lee's original art is if you were sitting next to him at his drawing board. Additionally, there will be examples of Wildcats and other pre-DC work. Solicited for September 26, 2018. 12 by 17, 144 pages, 125 USD. Um, Something I've recently added on the uh, solicitations page is I'm adding the page from either Diamond or DC... Uh, there because they were now doing a separate book as part of previews it's because that gives you the sample of the artwork that's included it's not mentioned in the blurb uh, for this example this was announced at uh, WonderCon as Jim Lee's DC Legends and I know we've talked about this in the uh, podcast before but every DC work that IDW produces does not have the apostrophe S which indicates ownership and I guess that's what DC's problem is with it but it was solicited as Jim Lee's DC Legends at WonderCon, but now in the previous solicitation, I guess announced at WonderCon, now solicited, it's now Jim Lee DC Legends Artifact Edition. So that's a bit of an interesting take there. And in the pictures, yeah, you see Batman, you see some of his uh, uh, artwork there, and then you see a Wildcats page. So uh, no, nothing else to be gleaned from that. Second solicitation, the Sandman Overture, J.H. Williams III Gallery Edition. J.H. Williams III shows off his artistic range and skills in the pages of the new gallery edition of the Sandman Overture, written by Neil Gaiman. Williams' original art for the entire book has been meticulously scanned at high resolution for its presentation in this large-format Smythe-sewn hardcover edition. The numerous double-page spreads are displayed as never before with minimal gutter interference, thanks to the lie-flat feature of these books. Though Williams' art will be shown without lettering, this book will also include scaled-down reproductions of the final lettered and colored pages for those who wish to read the story. Graffiti Design's gallery editions replace the look, feel, and attitude of the original artwork. Every page is reproduced at full board size on heavy paper stock to provide fans and collectors with museum-quality reproductions that are unobtainable from any other source. Williams' original art for this book is a joy to behold. Numerous art styles and techniques ranging from pen and ink to gray tonal washes to full-color paintings are on display for the first time in all their varied glory. Solicited for October 31st, 2018. 
12 by 17 inches, 230 pages, 150 US. And you get uh, some sampling of the art on the uh, on, on the page from the uh, DC catalog. Um, yeah, it is very beautiful. Uh, yeah. Um, pre-order links are available on the uh, on the site, either from the uh, main index page or from the solicitations. Um, I'm disappointed with that. Uh, graffiti's not doing the art. Uh, the lettering is digital overlay. We had a big discussion back and forth on the forum about that. And uh, previously, every other book that did not have the lettering DC, uh, graffiti has added digitally. So the Amanda Connor book, the, uh, oh, just a, a lot of them, uh, the Superman Batman. I really appreciate it. Oh, the Sam Keith as well. Um, they do it with some transparency so you can see underneath it, but then you can also read along. Um, it's nice that they're adding the re reduced original pages. I mean, if that's just a straight page that was published as a comic, on a 12 by 17 page, what are they going to put four to a page? Now it's actually smaller than how it was published. So you're probably better off just to read it in the published format. And just look at these. My issue um, with the artist editions uh, as uh, without lettering is it becomes from a an enjoyment for me of reading the comic at that full original art size and really taking in everything that every panel offers, but also being able to read the story and follow along and enjoy it, it then just becomes a book of art, uh, almost a poster book at that point, where I don't take the time to look over every panel because I'm not drawn panel by panel um, be, as, an, as an infusion of words and pictures. Now it's just a picture. So now I find myself flipping more and not really taking in the details as much. And if I have to read the book separately and then f look at the artwork, it, it loses for me. Um, there were other opinions on the forum, how they uh, appreciated the art. They like to look over the nuances of it, but I like to look at it as still a comic and enjoy that uh, possibility of what is created in a comic, like this, uh, the, the combination of words and pictures. And moving on to sales numbers. Uh, one book was released in March of 2018, and that was Ross Andrews' The Amazing Spider-Man Artist Edition. It appeared on number 225 of the Diamond Sales Chart, selling uh, initial sales listing of 353 copies. Not a great, uh, but I think that's becoming the average for the first month. I don't know where they go from there. But uh, unfortunately, publishers don't release print runs or sales numbers. So... As I've said before, I understand uh, sales numbers. Actually, I don't understand keeping any of the secret, but I really think the prestige, high format, you know, format quality of these books, uh, I'd really like to see a print run in the indices just to give us an idea of the, I mean, sell the book more as this limited collector's item and uh, promote it a little bit more. All right, sale, out of print sales. This is where I look at eBay. Go through our list, provide links if you want to order it. And uh, it's uh, started sorting it alphabetically a few months ago, but let's go through what's sold, actually quite a bit. And I'd say an overwhelmingly um, 
again, this month, these books are going for undercover. So eBay continues to be a good source for, excuse me, for older artist editions. And uh, as was mentioned, though, uh, it's a good source for older artist editions if you're in the U.S. If you're not in the U.S., it's not a good deal because then you you miss out on media mail. I was pricing up um, books from uh, IDW. Uh, I thought, oh, what's the, uh, you know, I... I was looking at, I like the idea sometimes of the sign and numbered, but because they're not available through my comic shop, I think, ah, I'm not going to get my discount. And then what are they from direct from the U.S.? So an artist edition, a standard 12 by 17 artist edition from California to my house in southern Ontario, Canada, is 65 U.S. So basically um, 50% of the cost of the book I would have to add to get shipping. Um I did shipping to Niagara Falls, New York, which is the closest point to my house, and it was um, $6 media mail. So if you're in the U.S., you can get stuff pretty cheap, sent via media mail. And if you're not in the U.S., then you just get, man, these book, large format books, and you, it really hurts to get it shipped. All right, let's look at Alien, the illustrated story of the original edition. One copy sold for $110. So there's a book that's been out of print for a while. And uh, is one of the few examples uh, this month of something that's selling above cover. One copy, Bernie writes an artifact edition. That's the uh, cover A because, uh, and that was one hundred twenty-six fifty. One copy of Dave Stevens, The Rocketeer, uh, second edit print, one hundred eleven forty-six. No copies. The first print sold. Gene Cole's Tomb of Dracula, artist edition. One copy sold for one hundred fifty-two twelve. Uh, it looks like I should have. Uh, it looks like I was way off on that. Uh, everything undercover but we're moving into something else jack kirby's fantastic four the world's greatest artist edition five copies sold last month for an average of 134.60 so there's a book selling undercover and a book that continues to sell very well on ebay in the big numbers i, I mean it is the material the format the artist i mean it all screams awesome edition and it did you know swept the uh Swept the Scott W. Awards uh, completely for 2017, so understandable why that's popular. John Burns Fantastic Four Artist Edition, four copies sold, 108.74. John Romita's The Amazing Spider-Man Artist Edition, two copies sold for 91.50. There's uh, undercover. Marvel Covers Artist Edition, two copies sold, average 99. Mike McDonald's Hellboy and Hell and Other Stories Artist Edition, two copies sold, average of 88.54. I mean, the second print's out there, but it's uh, the cover price went up. With that second printing. So the first printing on eBay. Wow. That is definitely the way to go. Uh, P. Craig Russell's Strange Dreams Artist Edition. Now here's a book I was surprised. That went out of print so quickly. Uh, average cost on those three. Eight, 81.66. Sergio Aragona's Grew the Wander Artist Edition. One copy sold. $99. Spawn Vault Edition. Two copies sold. An average of 133.75. Uh, this book. Uh, I think you can still get that on Amazon. Strinko, Nick Fury, Agent of Shield Artist Edition. Two copies sold, 123.75. So there's another book with a second print. But uh, and the front's a little bit high. Uh, I don't remember what cover was on that. I think 125 or one. Yeah. Uh, three copies of Wally Woods EC Stories Artist Edition. First print sold for an average of 170.53. So there's something, man. Well above cover, and for that first print. 
Uh, no second prints sold. Walter Simonson Store Artist Edition. Two copies sold, average 145. So there's another book. So I was completely wrong when I said that most sold for undercover. It looks like uh, most sold for overcover. One copy of Will Eisner's The Spirit Artist Edition sold for uh, for 89.55. So there was a deal. So bargains to be had without a doubt. Interesting. All right, let's move on. Two reviews this month. Why two when only one book came out came out this month? I should mention that first. Uh, one book was released this month. I'm doing things out of order. That was Joe Kubert's Tarzan and the Lion Man Artist Edition. Came out in April, April 18th. But I have two reviews, as I said, this month because that Ross Andrews, The Amazing Spider-Man Artist Edition came out right at the end of April, excuse me, right at the end of March, and I didn't have time to review it. it normally takes me about a week. And in that week, you know, I read it a few times, go over it, and then get my pictures uh, get the content up. So that was the delay for that book. I reviewed that and the Joe Kubert's Tarzan, the Lion Man Artist Edition. Let's discuss those reviews. Um, I don't like Ross Andrew. Let me, you know, there's an interesting way to start it. Uh, people my age say, oh, that was their Spider-Man artist. Uh, I didn't read Spider-Man when I started reading comics because I didn't like the art. I really have never become a deep fan of um, John Romita's Spider-Man either. Uh, I like Ditko's Spider-Man, and uh, I've never been a regular Spider-Man reader. I picked it up, you know, because I was a child of that time frame. I did pick up the McFarlane uh, era, and, uh, I mean, who didn't buy all those image creator books at the time? But, uh, yeah, so this, let me give you the blurb here. Ross Andrew was one of the most beloved artists to ever draw Spider-Man. Aside from Steve Ditko and John Romita, he's arguably the storyteller most associated with the Web Slinger. This artist edition collects five complete issues, including the first three in his run, Amazing Spider-Man 125 to 127, and the first issue had John Romita inking Andrew. Also included are issue 153, the classic The Longest Hundred Yards, and issue 167, featuring the Spider Slayer. As with all artist editions, there will be a special gallery section presenting fine examples of Andrew's Spider-Man work. Uh, this was released March 28th, 12 by 17, 144 pages, 125 US. And um, there is a very nice introduction written by Jerry Conway, two pages. And um, then they get into the art and uh it's interesting uh, i found this and uh joe corbett stars in the lion man the first page of art appearing in the book is the cover which i didn't notice happening before um as i said i'm not a crazy fan of andrew but i've also found with these books that uh when you see the the artwork no color inked um at the full size you get a different appreciation for the artist and the same with this book I'm still not a fan of Andrew, but uh, I really appreciate the work that was done on these. Uh, it's funny reading over, you think, oh my goodness, who, these are just, I'm not, who came up with these stories? Like the kangaroo, I mean, this is, what was with these characters? And the spider car, or whatever it was called? Uh, but uh, yeah, you can appreciate the art. Let me, let me, let me leave it at that. I mean, there's a lot of, uh, a lot of complete stories in this. It's, they do a really nice job. The scans are all really nice. There's no blurriness. Um, it all comes through very well. Not a lot of margin notes. The uh, 
printer trim really uh, did its job on these, that's for sure. Um, I'm just uh, page, yeah, the, I'm reading my notes here. Uh, pages have aged really well. Um, most of them are just off-white, some light tan, nothing too bad. And uh, besides from the full issues, you get a, quite a gallery. I'm just going to, you get uh, ages two, four, six, you get eight pages from Marvel Team-Up, and then you get two, four, six, eight, you get ten pages from Amazing Spider-Man. So it's a nice mix of uh, different things. There are some neat splashes included in this, uh, some paste-ups. Um, a different take on Mary Jane as well in some of the stuff from the Mar- from the uh, team-up stuff. I, uh, yeah, it's a nice book. It seems to appeal to a lot of people who are fans of Ross Andrew. I really enjoyed the design by Randall Dalk. Uh, there's an interesting mix of colors. This is, there's this green and black going on, and there's chapter dividers every issue. And I like the way he's worked the art in, and he's he, there's this, there's a different illustration of a spider in the bottom of each chapter divider. I like the way he did that. The uh, yeah, the images used throughout on those chapter dividers and the indices page and the table of contents they uh, they come across well. And uh, like I said, this green and black design I wasn't sure about it, but uh, it looks great. Another really great design by Andrew, and I can certainly see the appeal of this book. Uh, as an artist edition, no question. Just as I said, you know, let's see. Uh, with IDW producing twelve of these a year, it's nice that uh, there is a variety available for people. Uh, there's very few of us who buy every one, and uh, it's nice to have this opportunity for people to pick and choose. And let's move on to our second review this month: Joe Kubert's Tarzan and the Lion Man Artist Edition, which. Collecting the brilliant Joe Kubert's t- final Tarzan stories in the acclaimed and multi-Eisner Award-winning Artist Edition format. Including the third Tarzan novel adapted by Joe Kubert, Tarzan and the Lion Man, as well as five additional stories. Tarzan includes issues 224, 224, 227, 228, 229, 231, 232, 233, and 234. Featuring Kubert's masterful handling of Edgar Rice Burroughs' classic creation, this is truly as good as comics get. Released on April 18th, 12 by 17, 176 pages, 125 US. Yes, that is a typo in the description, and the typo continued on uh, after the book was released, so I left it in there. But it's actually issues 224, 225, and then 227 to 229, and 231 to 234. So that is a lot of issues. And uh, another design by Randall Dalk. Uh, I like his color scheme here. Um, I wasn't as enamored with the uh, end papers. They uh, they seem a bit blurry to me. The enlargements uh, worked better on the table of contents and the shadow, the use of the shadow or just uh, outline enlargements, really nice on the introduction. Really appreciated that. And then again, uh, as I said with this book, uh, first image to appear is a cover and that's what was used for the cover of the artist edition. Uh, this book actually has pages not from original art, which I don't think we encountered with the first two Tarzans. There's five pages, I believe, uh, that were not uh, taken from the original art. And I did have some issues with the quality of this book. Um, I found uh, there's some softness at some pages at the beginning of the book, and then there's a whole issue 
that uh, seemed a bit soft to me. And then it cleans up as you go on. Uh, and the uh, the final story, Tarzan the Lion Man, it looks great. Um, very nice looking book. Um, this is the first book I added my opinion to at the bottom. And I sort of wax on about um, how great Kubert is in this book. Because it just it uses every technique available to him in his experience. Um, laying it all out there. He's he's adapting, he's writing, he's inking. And uh, it's interesting to see the shortcuts he takes. You know, he knows what's going to print. He knows how it's going to show printed. And he just uses it all. And uh, that's not uh, to take away from the book. And you think, oh, there's, there's another, there's a panel with just, you know, outlines, no details. But then... You know, you'll have three-quarter page splashes or two-page splashes and great details. So he really applies the effort and the detail when he needs it, when he feels like it will enhance the story. And other places, he goes to shadows uh, or outlines and uh, reduces the detail. Uh, it's interesting, this, uh, I always thought uh, when he did Tor, the... Just the hair is just ridiculous. And I noticed in this edition too, Tarzan's hair is just always weird looking in this story. But uh, yeah, I love this, this is just some of the pages he put together. In the Tarzan and the Lion Man, there's a, there's a recap in each page of the previous story. And it's just done so well. Um, I was not uh, a big Tarzan reader and not a fan of Tarzan particularly. Becoming more and more of a fan, um, this third volume is, is an excellent read. It just flows so beautifully. He said the artwork is so great. And then it was, it was disappointing to see some issues with the scan quality. Um, it's not detracting from enjoying the issue, from enjoying the art. It's really mostly in the uh, text. But uh, I'm giving you I'm giving you the full overview here. So that's that's the deal. Um, my other issue with the book uh, is the box. I don't know. You know, it's I, I can't figure out what's going on with IDW's boxes. There doesn't seem to be any consistency. You'll see, uh, I thought last year or the year before, they moved to this four-tab box where you got a tab at the top, a tab at the bottom, and two on the sides. And this really holds the book together much better. But then we seem to have um, this book, this Tarzan book, is back to three tabs, and they're quite small tabs. And uh, when I took the book out the first time, like the box sort of just sprung. It won't stay together. You have to try and fold it back together and get the book in there and then get it closed. And I realize this isn't a big issue for a lot of people, but I keep my book in the box. I got them, as I think I've talked about this before, but I keep them all in uh, my, I have uh, one bedroom at home that's dedicated as a library. And in the closet, I built reinforced shelves. I used uh, two by sixes. And I've got all my artist editions, all my artist edition format books, I should say, in the closet. Because it's, they take up a lot of space, don't really fit on the bookshelf. So, I got them in there. And uh, it's, uh, the box is part of my deal with the, these books. I, I want uh, want to keep them in the box, I want to keep them flat, I want to keep them safe. Keep them out of the way, and then I, I put. Uh, I actually use a label maker, and I put a label on the spine so that I can easily find them. Now I'm not organized enough to take them out and organize them by uh, alphabetically or anything like that. But uh, maybe that's a job for a future date. 
Anyway, that's uh, that's my wrap for this month. I've just rambled on there for looks like uh, over 30 minutes, and the 30 minutes is my target goal. So thank you for joining me once more for this look at all things uh, AE that occurred on uh, the Artist Edition Index for the month of April. Again, you can find us at aeindex.org, and there's links to social media on the website. So follow us on Facebook, Twitter, or join our newsletter. And uh, I would be remiss to not do my monthly plug of if you appreciate the site, please become a patron through Patreon. And uh, I'm not looking for anything uh, over a dollar. Please join and commit a dollar if you like the site, if you like what we're doing here. Well, we, if we, you like what I'm doing here. It's a one-man band. As well, I appreciate people using the uh, links to the purchases on the index. Uh, every little bit helps, and uh, I really appreciate people clicking uh, my link from Things from Another World or Amazon and buying the book through those links. So thank you for doing that, and if you're interested in buying a book and it works out to you that you can use my link through Amazon or Things from Another World, then please do so. Thanks, and uh, we'll talk to you next month.